This is Rock Cape Town's podcast. Thank you so much for listening in today, and we hope this sermon brings life to you. Here's today's message. Topic today is prayer is effective. We should not give up on praying. Let's not give up on praying. I know maybe you've been praying for something. It has not come to pass, but don't give up on praying because prayer is effective. I know that is effective. I know in my life, you know, even you, if you've had an encounter with God, you've been having your great relationship with God, you will know that prayer is effective. We do not quit praying. The Bible says pray without ceasing. Pray. If you pray for your finances, continue to pray. If you pray for your health, continue to pray. Do not give up. If you pray for your kids, continue to pray. If you pray for whatever breakthrough, continue to pray because prayer is effective. I want to talk about that today, the effectiveness of prayer. If we may go to the book of James, if you will, James chapter 5, 16. It says, confess your trespasses to one another and pray for one another. Pray for one another. Important that we pray for one another, that you may be healed. Those who are sick, that they may be healed. The prayer will heal those who are sick. So for you to be healed, you need to continue praying. You do not give up on praying. The guy who went to be healed, you remember the guy who went to uh, the pool? The guy was sick for 34 years. He did not give up. And guess what? He was restored because our God is a restorer. We pray for our healing. We pray for the breakthrough. If we continue to read it, it says the effective. I want to look at that, the effective, fervent prayer. That means the one that is effective. It's fervent prayer of the righteous. It avails much. Our prayer as the righteous avails much. avails much. Your prayer has the reward. So that's why you need to continue praying. You need to continue to pray so that you will see that reward. You will see how your prayer will bring. So the prayer, the fervent prayer of the, that means it, it talks about prayer as if, if we look at the word fervent, it means with great intensity, not you might pray with great intensity. It talks about being zealous in prayer. Pray zealously with great intensity. In other words, with passion. That means you give all you have when you pray. You do not just pray, knowing that, you know, I have to pray, so I will just do it because I'm going to sleep now. It has been said that we need to pray. I'm just going to do five minutes of prayer. No, umtandas undana will not be effective. It has to be passionate prayer. The Bible puts it clear that when you pray, you go to the room so that there's not disturbance. You arrange the room. You have your time with God. Let's remember in prayer, we connect to God. And when you connect to God, you know what we've been having with ESCOM? When you feel that you are disconnected, the network is weak. You don't want the weak network when you pray and some people will come and disturb you. You want a very strong network so that you can communicate with God. So you, the Bible says that you find a room and when you found that room, you communicate with God, you lock that room. You don't want anyone who will uh, disturb you in praying because you want your prayer to be fervent prayer with passion with great intensity, so it avails much. Now, if we read, uh, I want us to quickly go to the book of Ephesians. Remember, we're saying we're going to be rebuilding. We're going to begin with prayer. We, I believe that uh, in a few weeks' time, we're going to be coming in fellowship here at church and have our live 
um, celebration service. But let's not forget, let's continue to pray with fervent. On Wednesday, let's continue to pray with fervent. Remember, for us to win this battle, it, we have to win it in the spirit first. When, every, when people come, we'll be surprised the way they will be filled with the spirit. You'll be surprised the way people will be receptive to the word of God because we've prayed. We've prayed and we stood in the gap for the people. So prayer is effective. We do not quit praying. We continue to pray. We do not, we do not want to be weak in this regard because prayer is effective. It avails much. Now if we read uh, Ephesians chapter 6 verse 18. Ephesians chapter 6 verse 18. The prayer of the righteous avails much. Your prayer as a righteous, as a child of God, as the one who has a relationship with God, it will bring the great results. It will bring the great results in your family. It will bring the great results with your extended family, with, your, with the people around you. It will bring a great results even in your company. If you see that things are not coming, are not going okay in the company that you're working for, you pray for that company. You pray for the recovery. We pray for the recovery of our companies. We pray for the recovery of our economy. Remember, everything comes from the Lord. The Bible puts it clear that every great gift, everything that is good, comes from above. It will come from God. The great economy will come from God. The great, uh, the great anything that we're hoping for, it will come from God. So we continue to pray. If we read verse 18, it says, Praying always with all prayers, all prayers, whatever you praying, whether you intercede, you are interceding, whether you it's petitions, whether you are just worshiping God, it says, and what supplications in the spirit. That's very important. We pray in the spirit. You know, that explains the fervent, the passion. There's no way but we see you don't feel like there is a change when you are in the spirit. There is a transformation where you are in the spirit. It transforms you. It transforms the way you are doing things. There is a change. Let's look. If we look at in the book of um, Judges, where the Bible tells us that uh, the, the guys who are called by God to be judges, when the spirit of God get hold of them, there was a change. You see, in the life of Gideon, when he was when he was filled with the Spirit of God, the Bible says that when the Spirit of God was upon him, people could not believe it was Gideon, and he went kill three hundred people. Then a normal Gideon, an ordinary Gideon, wouldn't have done that, but because Gideon was where was in the spirit, he was in in the natural, he was in the spirit. That's why we know that the fervent prayer of the righteous avails much because when we get out of this natural and we move into the spiritual realm, we have our prayer so effective. We see things changing because this Bible puts it here that for your prayer to be effective, effective, and to, to be that fervent prayer, it has to be in the spirit. Not just praying for the sake of praying. And we see that you are just pushing yourself. You are just doing it. But when you are in the spirit, you know what happens? Things change because in the spirit there is passion. In the spirit, there is zeal. We see that zeal. We see that passion. In the spirit, there is power. You pray with power because you are in the spirit. Being watchful to this end with all perseverance and supplications for all sins. So we pray in the spirit for your prayer to be effective. It has to be in the spirit. You pray in the spirit. We have one No, I'm not in the spirit. That prayer will not be effective. You pray until you see yourself in the spirit. You spend time with God and see yourself being connected to God. 
Think about this way. If you're trying to connect on, on whatever you, 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 you're trying to get from the internet and the, and the signal is weak, it's going to take time. But if the signal is strong, think about the signal as the spirit. If you are so close to the source and the signal, it's, the signal is very strong. But if you are far from the source, the signal is very weak. And you can't even hear yourself sometimes. You, you should know that people, sometimes when you call people who are in rural areas, they tell you that, you know, network is very weak here. I have to go to the mountain where it's stronger. It's like that. If you are very far from God, the signal is so weak and every, the communication is so interrupted. So we need a very strong signal. That's why we need to draw close to God. The Bible puts it clear that if you draw near to him, he will draw near to you. We draw near to God so that our prayer will be effective. We pray in the spirit. When you are in the spirit, the spirit uplifts your spirit. You know, sometimes you feel that your spirit is so down, you feel depressed, you feel all of those things, but when you are in the spirit of God, you get that upliftment. The spirit of God uplifts you. That's what happened with Brother Gideon. You remember when, uh, in fact, let's look at, at David. When David was about to kill Saul, the spirit of God uplifted him. It was not just an normal David, but when he stepped into the spirit realm, his spirit was lifted. And when he saw the giant, he knew that I will, not me, but through Christ, we will overcome that. Because he was close to God. When we are close to him, we are so effective. But when we are far away from him, we become so ineffective in everything that we are doing. We need to be close to him. So praying with all prayers in the spirit, in the spirit is the place. It is the place that we go to. That spirit is the place. We need to live in that spirit. David even said that I would rather be the gatekeeper in the house of the Lord where there is the spirit of God than to be, to, to be in the world and have all the good things in the world. I would rather be in the house of God. Even David saw himself when he was moving away from God. He said that I miss those times when I used to go to the house of the Lord. There was singing, there was praising. You know, when, the, when we go to the house of the Lord and we interact with the Spirit or we have an encounter with the Spirit, we know the change. Even in our lives, that there is a great change. So the prayer of the writers, it avails much. Praying in the Spirit, we pray passionately. Not that we are pushing, you know, when I was here at church and we say, please pray and please pray, you know that they are pushing themselves. That prayer cannot work. It cannot work. The prayer that will work is when you step in the spirit and you pray with fervor and, and everyone sees that this person has just been transformed because when you are in the spirit, when you are in the spirit, you get that transformation. Why, why do we pray? When do we pray? If we read, uh, let's quickly go back to the book of James. We're going to be reading same chapter 5, reading from verse 13. We will see things coming together. We will see our economy recovering, but we need to win this war in the spirit. We need to win it in the spirit. Those who are carnal, the Bible puts it clear that um, those who are carnal can never please God. They can never have a relationship with God. If we read verse 13 and 14. Is anyone among you suffering? Anyone suffering? You do not go and complain like Gideon used to. He used to complain about his suffering and the people of his suffering. And, but the angel of the Lord came to him and said, this is how you do it. 
the complaining will not help you if you are suffering here is what you do if you feel like you are suffering let him pray if you are suffering if there's you are in distress things are not going okay you pray you go in the spirit and seek the lord for intervention but the reason why we pray because god will never intervene until we pray think about it when god said to moses if we read from the book of Numbers, chapter 13, when the Israelites rebelled against God, they didn't want to cross over Jordan, and God said, I'm going to kill these people. Think about it. If Moses did not pray, those people would have been killed. God is waiting for us to pray, to seek him, to enter into the spiritual realm, and he will intervene. That's the very reason why those judges, and I believe you today that you are one of those judges. God has chosen you. That people may not perish in Joseph, or may not perish in Kailicha, may not perish in all our suburbs, in Tableview, in uh, Greenpoint, wherever you are, God has put you there as a judge to stand in the gap to pray so that he may intervene. If you do not pray, he will not intervene. If you do not pray for your suffering, God will not intervene. If you do not pray for your health, God will not intervene. We pray, we seek him so that God may intervene, may come for intervention. Is, there, is anyone among you suffering? Let him pray. Is anyone cheerful? Let him sing psalms. Is anyone among you sick? Let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him. Anoint him with oil in the name of the Lord. Prayer is our answer. Prayer is the greatest weapon that God has given us as a church. If we do not use that weapon, we will lose. God has given us this weapon of prayer that we go to him, we speak with him, and we see his intervention. I know that people are giving up because I've been praying for four years. You continue to pray. You do not stop praying because God is faithful and will see his intervention today. Now, if we read verse 17 and 18, the same chapter, this is how God intervenes. When we pray, God intervenes. God intervenes when we pray. That's why we're going to continue praying. We're going we're gonna to start praying, coming here at church and pray uh, as Abba Zalwane for our intercession and see God's intervention. Now, if we read um, verse 17 and 18, it says, Elijah was a man with a nature like ours. He was like ours. He was like us. I know that when you look at the people, at the people who, who, who came before us who, who are um, who are there in the Bible, the Bible tells us, in fact, we think that those people, they were not like us. They were extraordinary people. They were superheroes. We look at David, we look at um, Samson, we look at all the guys who came before us and uh, who showed extraordinary power, who showed how, what prayer can do. Those people were like us, like you and me. They were afraid. You look at Elijah, he was at some stage afraid and he wanted to die. So you can see that they were just like us. But these guys discovered the prayer as the weapon, discover prayer as the greatest weapon. So now if we read here, we'll, we'll read about Elijah. This is the same Elijah who wanted to die, who ran away from an enemy who was Jezebel. It says Elijah was a man like us, sometimes have fear, but he needed to overcome fear. And he prayed earnestly that it would not rain, and it did not rain in the land, in the land for three years. He prayed, and his prayer worked, because Elijah, as all of us know, 
that he had a great relationship with God. Remember, prayer works when you are in that space, in the spirit. That's the greatest space you can ever be, in the spirit. So Elijah prayed and prayed to God that it may not rain. It did not rain. That means God intervened. Just think about it. Elijah prayed for the reason that it will not rain so that people may return to God. And he prayed again after, he prayed again that the heaven will give rain. And the rain came. So this guy knew that prayer helps us as the children of God, helps bring God's intervention. There can never be God's intervention, with, intervention without prayer. So this is a great example. Elijah is showing us this great example that God intervenes when we pray. When we ask him, that's why we know that God said in the Bible that if, if you pray and pray for something, believe that you have received it. That means God is saying you've prayed for it, you will get it. As I pray, I want, I want us to look at that scripture. If you look at the book of Matthew chapter 7, it says that ask and it will be given. Ask. If you need help, if you need help, if you need healing, you ask, you pray to God. It says, it shall be given to you. Seek, it shall be opened. Just think about it. It's like, think about it. You go to your friend. You want your friend to open the door. You are just standing there. You are not knocking. You're not giving any signal. Nobody's going to open the door for you. Think about it. You need some money. You, are, you, you approach your brother and you just stand there. You look at him. That he may read your heart. That's why you ask. The Bible puts it clear that ask, it will be given to you. Seek, you will find. Knock, it will be opened for you. For everyone who asks, receives. And he who seeks, finds. And he who knocks, it will be opened for him. It will be open for you if you ask, if you seek, you ask God. You speak to him, you go to, you, you, you find a, a place where there's a great reception or in a reception as in this case, you go into the spirit and speak to him and you ask him and he will open. Now, if we read um, James chapter, again, go back to the book of James chapter 4, reading from verse 2. It says, you lust and do not have, you murder and covered and cannot obtain. I want to note the, this very last part. You fight and war. The, this very last part, it says, yet you do not have. Why don't you have? It yet you do not have. I want you to look at this verse. Because you do not ask. Just think about it. You do not have because you never ask. You do not ask. Maybe you're thinking that I did not deserve this. Maybe you think that it, it, it's never going to happen. There are people here who are sitting and God is waiting for you to attain your greatness. But you have not asked. You have not sought him for his promise. You only need to ask. It says you do not receive because you do not ask. In prayer we ask. In prayer we declare. In prayer we communicate with God. We seek his intervention. That's what we do in prayer. In closing, I want to look at... Uh, at the life of Moses, as we are closing today, we're going to be perhaps taking some five minutes and praying. I want you to pray in the spirit. I, I, I don't know where, in, apparently, 
but uh, go into your room and we're going to begin to pray. And I want you to pray for this five minutes. Pray fervently. I want you to pray for, for our members. Pray for the people here at church, for the revival. The guys that you do not see, pray for them. Let's touch them wherever they are. Touch them. Touch the, the, the members of your family because we know that prayer will bring about the restoration. We know that prayer will accelerate that recovery. Accelerate the recovery in a church. Accelerate the recovery in families that we may recover whatever we have lost. We're going to do it as for five minutes. So if we look at the life of Moses, starting from when he had an encounter with God where the bush was burning. He had an encounter with God and that's when his life changed. The Bible puts it clear that he was in the spirit at that time and God spoke to him that, yeah, Moses, remember Moses had the prayer that, Lord, oh, will you have mercy on us and deliver your people, the Israelites? That's why Moses was involved in what he was involved in in, the Egypt. in Egypt. He killed the Egyptians who were oppressing the Israelites. Because Moses' desire was that his people will be delivered. His people will be freed from the oppression of the Egyptians. And now God visits them, visited him on that mountain. And he said, Moses, I heard your prayer. God will do the same to us. He will hear our prayer. He will, will see the intervention. He said, I heard your prayer. Let's go and deliver the Egyptians. You know what? is good about Moses is that Moses knew that I always need to be in the presence of God. Otherwise, if I am not, I always have to be in the spirit and pray. If I don't, many things will not be okay if I do not find myself in the spirit. And Moses delivered the Israelites. And Moses knew that, you know what? I need to be in the spirit when the Egyptians let them go. And now they're faced with Red Sea. Moses need to go to God for intervention. He didn't just open the Red Sea. He needed somebody to call. Remember the Bible said that whoever calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And Moses called upon the name of the Lord and said, Lord, help us. We are faced with the Egyptians and we cannot run. Help us. Bring your intervention in God. Open the Red Sea. And if you go further, you read about Moses, you see when the people sinned and God sent the snake to kill them, God, Moses had to intervene. He went to God and God brought intervention and people were saved all the time. Every time they had trouble, they had to go to God. Moses had to go to God for intervention. That's why. We say prayer is effective. Prayer is effective. If we're going to sit back and not pray, we're not going to get any result, no results. But if we continue to pray, if we continue to go into his presence, we're going to see those great results.